So the Autism Society began uh, a nationwide campaign back in the 1970s to raise autism awareness and, of course, to ensure that people affected by autism have the best quality of uh, care. And uh, we in South Africa have a couple of uh, organizations that are really active in the space of uh, bringing awareness towards those diagnosed with autism and how we can better enable the environment around them and their supportive system. One such organization is uh, the Mothers of Children with Autism. And joining me on the line is Deneo uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your surname, Deneo, correctly. If I'm lambasting it, please forgive me. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. I'm very well. Thank you very much. And I hope you will, too. I'm great. Thank you. Also on the line is Dr. Pauline Hennecom. How are you doing this evening, Dr. Pauline? I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's only but a pleasure. Ladies, let's get straight into it because time is not on our side. Um, Dineo, as as the executive member now of Mothers of Children with Autism, just give us a brief overview on the organization and the kind of work uh, that you aim to do in society that are both living with children that have been diagnosed with autism and those of us that aren't. Okay, all right. So, um, as MOCA, Mothers of Children with Autism, uh, um, we, we aim to support and empower families of children living with uh, autism, mm. uh, which is basically to help them to cope with their children's conditions within their homes. Mm. And uh, with regards to, you know, the, the general public, then that could be, you know, to create awareness um, and, and, and just to advocate and educate as much as we can on the condition. Got you. Uh, Dr. Pauline, I know that, you know, from an American statistics perspective, uh, one in 500 live births per year are diagnosed, are children diagnosed with autism. And I found interesting that the African-American community within those stats uh, suffers in terms of disappropriate rates of disability and disease, um, um, even though they are diagnosed equally in rate as any other race. Do we share similar s- sort of statistics medically in South Africa and on the continent? Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a difficult one. Um, I think um, autism is, is, is under um, research in, in South Africa, um, and in Africa especially. Mm. Um, there's, there's uh, um, how shall I put it? There's a, a focus on the medical side of it, mm. um, but but I think it in, in with us it's in all races that it is the diagnosis of this. But the um, problem is that it's a medical diagnosis, and then parents are left totally on their own mm. without any help or any support to how do I take this child further? How do I make this child have a meaningful life and and get him as semi-autonomous as possible and mm. integrating into society. And I think that is in, in, in all races in South Africa, that is problematic mm. um, from, from a, um, a political standpoint in, in the sense of South Africa politics. Of course, um, when you're in a certain group, you would have more access to, to certain um, support. Mm. But um, even that support, there is very little of it. And as soon as the child then reaches... Um, adulthood, no matter what 
color creed or whatever they are. They mm. just very few options for these um, children. Mm. I think you bring up such an interesting point, and it is one that I really did want to delve into. I mean, time allow, I might just desire to carry this conversation on the other side of the hour if uh, if you ladies can spare us a five minute or two, because I know we did have some connection issues a little bit earlier on. Um, but one of the other things, and, and Doc, you sort of touched on it, and I think, Deneo, from a lived experience as a mom um, whose child has been diagnosed with, with autism and, and obviously, uh, you know, being a head of a movement that's trying to bring awareness, I think a lot of people, myself included, are not really clued up in terms of the lived experience of those diagnosed with autism and the support structure around them. Um, if you can just... Help us understand that, what what that might be like or what perhaps we need to be conscientized to, um, you know, in order for you to be able to go, okay, Bridget now completely understands what I'm trying to get at here, what I'm trying to make her aware of here. Okay, oh. would, you, would you want to... Uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead, Deneo. Deneo oh, okay. all right. Okay, so lived experience. Uh, you know, when you have a child with autism, you are, you okay, number one, you need a lot of support mm. because you are dealing with a child that um, a lot of the times battles with, uh, battles with expressing or communicating, mm. you know, expressing themselves or communicating. Uh, you also, a lot of the time, you're also dealing with a child that has behavioral issues. Mm. Uh, and this, this is, you know, this, I, I think, it, you know, within the whole spectrum of these uh, disorders, the, 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 the behavioral one is, is uh, possibly the most challenging mm. because this is where you get into trouble with a lot of people who just think that you're just spoiling your child or, you know, you're just letting your child do as they please. Mm-hmm. So um, that is the one that where people just need to understand that you know what is you know what 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 is what is simple and 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 can be regarded as something that uh, you know you uh, you know you, you know other children would just understand. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, is received very differently by a child with autism, and as a uh, you know as a result. Even the the way that they react uh, to instructions, or just to how you, you know, whatever that you expect from them, is, is you know, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, Danielle. Can, can I just interject at that point? Can we just hold that thought for a brief second? I'm so sorry. This is uh, completely going to derail your thought process. But if you can just hold that thought for me for a second. Let's just go straight into the news quickly and then we'll come back and continue our conversation as we wrap up Autism Awareness Month. This is the art of everything. Bridget Masinga is leading the conversation all across South Africa right now. Stay tuned to SAFM. 
It is the art of everything with myself, Bridget Masinga, and we are wrapping up April, which is Autism Awareness Month in South Africa, with a conversation with Duneo Makenete, who is the executive member of Mothers of Children with Autism since 2017. Of course, her child being diagnosed with autism and the family rallying behind to provide a nurturing and supportive system. And of course, Dr. Pauline Hennecom also joins me on the line from Stellenbosch University. Um, and we are really unpacking what it might mean for, you know, for those living with autism, for us who have not uh, experienced a family member with autism, or perhaps we'd, we're not even aware of what signs we should be looking for. Um, and how do we provide an environment, especially when it comes to socializing young children um, into, you know, and prepping them into adulthood? How do we provide environments that are nurturing, that are conscious and aware of perhaps some of the, the hurdles and the challenges that they might meet along the way? And what do we do um, to either counter that, be supportive or, or anything that, uh, you know, both Mom Deneo as well as Dr. Pauline have learned along the way by way of their work. Uh, Deneo, so sorry, so abrupt for me to to really just come into you as uh, you were talking like that. Uh, we'll, we'll blame the gremlins on radio that uh, rendered us uh, incapable of starting our conversation when we had wanted to start it. Um, But you really were sharing the essence of the lived experience and and you were talking in terms of, um, you know, perhaps those of us who don't have family members um, who have been diagnosed with autism, not understanding some of the maybe behavioral behavioral challenges that... Oh, so I'm just getting reverb there, ladies. I'm not sure if someone has got a line on or perhaps let's try it again. Uh, okay, it sounds to have uh, cleared now. I was just getting reverb there for, for a second. Um, so you were just walking us through what that experience might be like and what some of those challenges might be like for you as a mom and, of course, uh, for your child. Yes, yes, yeah. So, Bridget, let me just make an example with my son. Okay, so my my son is eleven years old, mm. and uh, so and he was only successfully uh, potty trained, or you know, we finally got it right when he was six. Mm. So, for other families, you know, this could go on forever. So, there's also that. Yeah. So, these are some of the challenges. And I mean, there's so many out there, but like I'm just going to, you know, just you know, specifically on this one. Yeah. And um, and so when we go out, for example, uh, he's a big boy now. You can imagine, you know, mm. starting to, uh, you know, develop into into puberty and so forth. And um, but when nature calls, that's it. It mm. doesn't matter what he is. He, you know, just what's out his garden. Go for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and so those are some of the challenges. So what, you know, what, what, what other people would look at and, and be like, you know, what is this? Um, this how do you not teach your child to go to the toilet? Mm. You know, but the truth is, I do. I do it every day. But, um, you know, it's, it, it really is not easy. Um you know, sometimes you may have to teach your child 
hundred times more than what you would teach, um, you know, your, your, your child who's not on the spectrum. Mm. So these are just some of the challenges. And mm. so, you know, so you would just have this child that just feels, okay, I need to go to the toilet mm. um, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, mess on myself. And um, yeah, so where can I just point it to? Yeah. And then off he goes. So, yeah. you know, but I mean, you can just imagine the horror, hey? Yeah. You can just imagine what, uh, the reaction that, that, that you'd be met with. So, yeah. Yeah. These are, I, these I, are just kind of challenges, you know? I think mm. you, you paint a, a picture that, you know, some of us, probably most of us, actually, not even some of us, most of us will probably not be sensitive to 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 what you're going through and of course um we wouldn't even you know, our first thought wouldn't be perhaps to think that maybe there is something there beyond just you know an ill-behaved child or an ill-mannered child oh. because we're oh. not conscious and sensitized um yeah. enough and you, you we're not educated enough on on the fact that maybe we should be looking for differences maybe and i use differences very loosely right maybe we should be our our first point of entry should not be to point a finger and say what's wrong with you and your child but to say wait pause maybe there's something more there than than meets the eye and i think that says more about us as a society and how we've been conscientized and socialized uh, to deal with people that might have different challenges from us that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why we, we've got to do, you know, the awareness. And we've got to, we've got to teach all the time. Mm. Sometimes um, you overwhelm yourself as a parent. Yeah. And you don't even know how to respond to, you know, the, the, the stares and, 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 and the remarks mm. uh, when something happens. I mean, when your child is having a meltdown because... Um, they are uh, they they themselves are feeling overwhelmed with the noise around them and uh, you know everything that's going around them mm. um, having to do with their senses and, and 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 everybody is you know people i suppose they don't know you know mm. and so they come at you and without being kind mm. <laughs> then you know uh, their first reaction is to say, "What is this?" Mm. You know, and yeah, mm. it, 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 it 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 gets a, it 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 become it becomes a very lonely road for us. Yeah, this is where you find, um, you know, it, it's difficult just even trying to go anywhere. I mean, using public mm. transport uh, with a child that is on the spectrum, being in public places mm-hmm. you know those are just challenges uh, mainly not because of your child this is your child you know this is your child this is what god has gifted you with yeah uh, and 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 you know besides trying to uh, try and, and 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 help your child and, and teach them the best that you can there's not much else that you can do but uh, you know other people's uh, attitude to what your child is is what usually breaks us yeah yeah dr pauline 
I've, I've got to ask you from a, you, you know, from a medical perspective and a professional perspective and, and I guess educational perspective, maybe before we even deal with these various environments and how, um, you know, the kind of work that needs to be done for, for people mm. like myself to be more aware and more sensitive to, to you know, to Deneo and her child or somebody else who might be raising a child that's been diagnosed with autism. Maybe before we even get there, give us just a brief understanding of, you know, the usage of the term spectrum. There's always a fresh ear that is only now yeah. becoming aware of, of autism, for instance, um, and, and the languaging that we must use that is appropriate and what terminology means. So we hear the term on the spectrum being used quite a bit, but what does it actually entail or what does it mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to answer as an educationist, but also mm. as a mother who has a son on the autism spectrum. Yeah. So um, autism is not a medical disease. Mm. It's a wide spectrum of characteristics. And it ranges from those who are exceptionally brilliant, but socially totally in it, mm. called Asperger's syndrome, okay. all the way to those who have both cognitive and social deficits, um, like my son has, um, that, and it's we're called classical um, autism. Okay. Um, but the most popular quote on autism says, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. <laughs> Meaning that the, <laughs> no, the range is so wide that no two people on the spectrum are identical. And that's where this autism spectrum disorder comes from. It's so wide. They, they share some characteristics of um, struggling with, with social communication, with reading body language, with understanding what people are saying. You know, the, the, the office politics, they can't yes. understand that. They can't understand what's going behind the scenes. They think literally. They think... Um, if you say, we have, we've got a saying in Afrikaans, if they come to spill play in the street if you um, you want to get rid of somebody. And they will take you literally and go and do it. Uh-huh. Because they, they, they think extremely literally. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, and I think what I want to add to what Inaya said was that whole thing about um, awareness. I know it's April Awareness um, Month, mm. but there's also been a slight nudge to change it a little bit from awareness to autism acceptance. Mm. Um, awareness focuses on knowing it exists, mm. knowing the characteristics, and tolerating those who are on the spectrum. Mm. But, yeah, so we've got this where society focuses on the differences instead of valuing all people as equally human and supporting those with the differences is easily viewed as a burden. Mm. Where acceptance means you embrace autism. You build relationships with people on the spectrum. You get to know them. Why are they acting the way they do? Why mm. are they having a, a tantrum in the, in um, when you're going out to lunch? Yeah. Um, and, and then to see them as fully part of society. They're, not, they're, they're just as much human and valuable as everybody else. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which for me is what, uh, you know, I, sometimes I... I want to check myself even and, and find out what is appropriate languaging because I found myself having a conversation with myself, uh, not instigated by anybody, but having a conversation with myself a couple of years ago when I became aware of primarily children because the conversation is always geared around children who are diagnosed with autism. And I found myself going, well, is it correct to say an autistic child 
or to say, you know, a child diagnosed with autism? Because I almost felt like the former almost othered the child, whereas exactly. the latter was like, no, just like, you know, I'm, I'm just a child who just happens to be diagnosed with this with particular thing called autism. Yeah, I think that that's a very good um, route to go because we don't want to put labels on people, but you do also want to, in a sense, label them so that others know how to react to what they are doing. Got you. So saying somebody is on the autism spectrum or a a word that's used a lot these days is just um, neurodiverse, Mm. as in we would be neurotypical and they are neurodiverse. Got you. yeah, that, that would be an, a softer way of putting it. But I, I don't think, being a mother myself, I, I don't, when somebody tells me I've got an autistic child, I don't go hysterical and say, no, don't say that. <laughs> 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 I'm just glad they noticed because I've had people saying in, 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 when we were having a meal and he was being out of out of himself and mm. he said, oh, please just excuse me, he's, on, um, he's autistic. Yeah. And some and this girl got this lovely smile on her face. She said, oh, that's so beautiful. My son is um, <laughs> autistic too. Oh, lovely, lovely. A community when you find your people. Um, <laughs> ladies, before I wrap you up, and I think both of you can almost weigh in on this because, uh, you, you know, the conversation that we've had kind of touched on it. Um as much as we're talking about, you know, young kids at the moment, but young kids do grow up to be adults that must find a way of navigating, uh, you know, I guess society as we sort of know it and engage it, um, even yeah. with the challenges and the hurdles. And there's an article I came across um Oh, I forget the lady who writes it now, but she had written it for Black History Month in the U.S. and she was diagnosed with autism and she wrote it. It's titled Autistic While Being Black. And she spoke about the experience of being in a workplace as, you know, an autistic adult and how oftentimes, even though she would score 90 percent and above for efficiency and going above and beyond the call of duty, but she was at constant loggerheads with her superiors because of her inabilities to sort of gauge the room or adapt to yeah. uh, the characteristics of the environment. What we know as code switching, for instance, uh, you know, um, she she didn't have that in a that sort of ability to do that and she she was oftentimes words like inflexible were used uh to describe her and and i wonder you know as y'all respectively raise your kids and and raise them so that one day they can go out there and and you know claim their own lives and and chart their own pathways in the back of your mind are you hoping that with all the work that you do you you create enough of an acceptance and an awareness that they are able to get into spaces, into corporate spaces, into professional environments, um, and really excel to the best of their abilities with the likes of Bridget, fully aware that when we say, you know, my colleague is autistic, it means that I need to adapt in a particular manner and not the other way around. Are you finding that society as a whole is is beginning to sort of shift our mindsets that way not really (laughs) (laughs) 
and, and and I think we also have to 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 say that the, the percentage of um, children on the autism spectrum who, who will go into um, will go into the workplace, mm. especially in South Africa, mm. is extremely small. They are not appointed. They on they do not get work in the workspace, and they they unfortunately often end up sitting alone at home and or put into institutions where they're physically cared for but emotionally neglected because there's just no options in South Africa. We, mm. There isn't enough jobs for people who are neurotypical. Mm. Mm. And to yeah. expect from a company to, to go out of their way to make space for somebody who's neurodiverse mm. is nearly impossible. Mm. And, that, and that leads to that, that other question of, so what do you do? My son is turning 21. Mm. What do I do when um, at some point me and my husband not gonna, are not going to be here? Mm. Um, we, we only go get that old. I wish I can live until I'm 200, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And what then happens to my son? Wow. That Where is in a... society do they look after him? And Yeah. That's a tough question, yeah. Pauline. That's a tough question and a heavy one for, you know, for a mother and a parent in your position. Uh, you know, it's tough for me yeah. to grapple in and I'm not in your position, but I can imagine for you uh, because it's taken you 25 years to amass the kind of toolkit that you need to be the best and most optimal parent to get the best out of your child. Uh, and exactly. an employer is not going to have that 21 years of vested interest to figure it exactly. out. No. No. <laughs> wow. Ladies, I and, definitely... And very little in South Africa that supports that. There's, there's absolutely very... There's, there's, yeah, there's yeah. one or two spaces and, and that's it. Yeah. Ladies, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I would love to continue this conversation because it's really so interesting. Um, but we definitely, I think, you know, as the year progresses, even outside of, uh, of course, uh, Autism Awareness Month or Autism Acceptance Month, I love that even more. Um, we will definitely continue these conversations. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, your experiences with us and enlightening us uh, on the world of uh, autism and, of course, raising children that have been diagnosed as autistic we really do appreciate the time it's just gone 20 past nine o'clock right here on the art of everything and by the way uh, autism awareness uh, uh, walk is happening on is tomorrow the 30th the 30th of april which is tomorrow at eight o'clock if you want to join the moms and and other moms and family members and community that are in complete support of raising awareness and acceptance around those living with autism you can certainly do so the venue is the soweto uh, equestrian center and uh, it's going to be a five kilometer walk um, you can go through it's 50 rand at the gate uh, for you to go and check it out or of course you can be overnight you can log on to uh, mothers of children with autism and register there in order for you to to go through and uh, enjoy the festivities there's going to be all kinds of fun things over and above just the five kilometer walk there's food stalls and horse riding um, as well as merchandise and all kinds of uh, fabulous goodies for you to to really take home and uh, interesting activities to take part in that's tomorrow at 8 a.m.